This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast this week. Uh, Kyle, you want to lead off with uh, the topic for today? Yeah, so we're going to talk about you, the consumer... And setting expectations for buying assets or investments or anything along those lines. We just kind of run into some stuff lately where... Had some conversations. Yeah, where, you know, the consumer setting expectations for the IBC people differently, maybe for each IBC person they talk to, and then along with their investment guy. And, you know, they're kind of maybe grilling us on the IBC side a little more than what they do... Oh, for a 401k, you know, or something along that those lines. Yeah. And even to take it away from like this financial world aspect, you know, uh, going to talk about land, I guess, because that's something that I uh, have a tie to, you know, would you go out and buy this, what seems to be expensive land, I guess, right now without any idea of how you were going to manage that asset and use it? Uh, I don't think, how could you? Exactly. I, just trying to make the point here, okay? If you're a consumer and you're purchasing these things or putting your money into them, don't you want to have a good understanding, like a foundation under your feet of how you can use this asset before you start stuffing money into it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's like, you know, this was this was a conversation right when Kyle and I got into the IBC world that we haven't shared, I guess, and we were in a vehicle with somebody and he was asking us about the business and and whatnot. And then he goes on to say, oh yeah, I did something like this. Uh, An agent sold me a policy and I can pay into it for 10 years. And after that, then I can start to use it. So it's 10 years of locking up money using an insurance policy. And you know, the one thing that goes against this with, with this company that he was using, they've been known to threaten their agents and telling them that you know you're going to get a lower commission if you have people borrow from these policies right away. So you might be able to borrow from these policies, but your agent's telling you no because the company doesn't want them to do that. So if that is the case, I mean, no, no on the agent, but as a consumer, shouldn't you dig deeper, Kyle? I mean, do you? How does putting your money into this, you know, help help further? your other business and whatnot, if you're going to tie it up for 10 years. It's like when we talk about qualified plans, a big reason why we don't like them is because of tying up control of your money for so long. And there's just so many broken and empty promises about it too. We're so brainwashed to think that it's the norm. And I was talking to a guy this last week who was quitting a corporate job and he was going to go help a guy farm and was, you know, had a pretty good opportunity. He was going to get some cows at the guy and stuff like that. And the people around him were like, oh man, you're going to lose your life and, or you're going to lose your health insurance. You're going to lose, you know, your 401k, you know, all, all the benefits, all the benefits, the golden handcuffs. You got to have those to survive. And so we just think, you know, that's how it needs to be. We got to have this stuff. But what benefit is it actually providing us? What benefit is a 401k providing us? Like we're locking up money and the guy who manages that, you know, they're getting a fee on all that money. If you have a million dollars in your 401k, they're going to get a fee on a million dollars. But guess what? 
you're going to see between 40 and 60% of that million dollars throughout your life because of taxes. So they're going to, they're making the whole fee on all the money while you're going to see the benefit of probably half of that money. But yet we don't question that. We don't think about it differently. You know, like we don't say, oh, that's a scam. You know, like we, sometimes we do with IBC and things like that. But I mean, look at it. It's a government, I mean, if it's a government program, my liens, it's probably a scam. But what, what value, I guess we need to look at things and what value are they providing us compared to what other things could provide us? And to go along with that, you know, they're getting paid whether that account value goes up or down. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's just how it is. And with IBC, in the way that we design policies, you know that your account values are going up. All right. The, the way that we get paid, we discuss that with people. It's, they're made aware of it right away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, making a big deal about that and one's a scam and one's not, I mean, if you look at the gross dollars that somebody gets paid, I mean, it's going to be way more in a managed uh, 401k plan than Absolutely. it is with this life insurance policy. Um, and, you know, to, then to go back to this whole idea um, for the consumer, my big, my big thing that I want consumers to take away from this podcast is when you're making these financial decisions, whether it's purchasing life insurance, whether it's putting money in a 401k, whether it's buying land, make a conscious decision about what you're doing. Don't just blindly go about doing these tasks in your life. Oh, well, this is what everybody else is doing. So you're following the herd. Yeah, but we, we get that ingrained in us and we have to kind of snap out of that and be willing to be different. I mean, Jason and I know when we, first, when we, before we started this business, when we started looking at IBC, like people thought, oh, that's a scam. You guys are stupid for even wanting to do that. And then you start a business, let alone, man, you are an idiot. Like, what the heck are you guys doing? And I mean, I'll be honest, like, I didn't know if it was a scam or not when I started looking into IBC before we, uh, you know, started the business. Well, I mean, if you search anything about it, I mean, when you type in IBC, you know, scam is going to be one of the uh, ser- suggested search results. So it's going to make you wonder. So you need to do some research. You need to, you know, think objectively and not just listen to, you know, Dave Ramsey or any, or, or just blindly listen to us, like do some digging. Well, there's pros and cons to each and, and most likely, you know, Dave Ramsey is pointing out anything and everything that's negative. And in my experience from listening to when he's ranted about IBC, he adds a cherry on top. Maybe you could say he makes it sound way worse than it is and does an inaccurate job of explaining it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you listen to us, we try to be a little bit more balanced. But I mean, honestly, if we're going to, you know, say what it is, I mean, yeah, we're speaking positively mostly about life insurance. And that is my belief that it is mainly a positive in your life. But. Well, yeah, I mean, you aren't going to do some, or you should not. I mean, you probably, I mean, people do do things that where the negative outweighs the positive. But in a general sense, like you want to do something where the positives outweigh the negatives. We definitely see that here with IBC. Like there is no question. The few, I mean, there's very few negatives about the whole thing. I mean, the biggest is what people have the, you know, the hardest time with is liquidity up front. Like, you don't have dollar for dollar access in the first years of the policy. Yeah. So a savings account, I mean, in that, if that is the only merit that you're judging this on, yeah, a savings account would be better. Yeah. But then 
what about long-term? And it's hard for us to look long-term. And I mean, another problem is you hear, and I wonder personally, like this is a cop out from some other agents, like, oh man, those illustrations, like we can't look too far on those because, you know, they're a lie when they're printed and stuff. Well, we know they're not going to be completely accurate because dividend rates, interest rates they change. Fluctuate. But if we look at illustrations, we look at historic, you know, illustrations, I mean, they track decently. They're not perfect, but like, if one company is going to project, let's say, $100,000 more 30 years down the road than another company, I mean, more than like, I mean, we're going to way more than likely, they're going to have more cash value at that time. Yeah. I mean, the insurance pro blog, they just did uh, about a year ago, historical performance on at least four companies, if not five. It was weird because it, fell in order that the way they projected uh, cash value, the ones that projected the most were still the leaders in the same order as, uh, there might've been one exception to that. I take that back. There might've been one exception, but everybody else fell in line. Mm-hmm. And it uh, it just goes to show that there is some merit to these illustrations and looking at them. Yeah, those illustrations that they looked at, none of them matched identically. Mm-hmm. But there was a, a sense of knowing the direction that you're going. And the thing that we like to use the illustrations for is just to explain the mechanics of the policy. Every design is going to yield a little bit different and then also tilt more towards cash or more towards death benefit. And you might not know what exactly you're looking for at that time. I mean, most of the time, you know, it's cash value. That's what we specialize in. Hey, you know, you want to use this as a financing tool. So we are going to focus on cash value. Yeah. But then to play, you know, devil's advocate or the other side of the card, you know, it's amazing like how important death benefit is to people when they start looking at these policies as well. You know, that, that wasn't the intention, but it's like, okay, yeah, that has a lot of importance here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think this podcast, what it comes down to is like, you need to be open-minded and you need to be looking at everything objectively. You cannot just be like, oh, my mom and my dad and, you know, my brother-in-law, they're telling me this 401k, I got to have it. I got to do it. Everybody else does it. Why wouldn't you do it? Cash away life insurance is stupid. You know, it's a scam. Like you got to look at everything objectively. You got to be conscious of what you're doing and not just kind of, you know, wade through your financial life as a zombie because you're just going to end up like everybody else. Don't blindly... Yeah. Just to build on what you said, don't blindly just stash money away either and be like, well, in eight years, 10 years, when I'm age 59 and a half, you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to have access to this. Actually think about, is that in your best interest? For some people, maybe it will be. But for many like entrepreneur minded people like Kyle and I are stashing money away in a place where you can't get back to it for a long time makes no sense. No. It makes no sense. And there are exceptions to every rule, too, that come in with, you know, finance. Like, I'm sure, you know, for we're going to tell you that cash value life insurance is more likely going to work for you. Well, we can find people it's not going to work for, you know. And 401ks, like, we're going to tell you that, eh, I mean, we hate them. I mean, yeah, we don't like them. Maybe there's somebody out there it works for, all right, you know. But then also, like, we have a like the Nelson Nash Institute, like we get certified, you know, we agree with what Nelson has said and, you know, 
we've read Becoming Your Own Banker multiple times, and they want to get people in that same mindset to get the certification. And we've ran across, seen some policies with potential clients that we've talked to from other people in the Nelson Nash Institute. And it's like, man, some of these people don't have the best interest in mind of their clients. And so don't Not also, based on our understanding. No. And we're not saying the whole, I mean, we're, we are a part of it and we, you know, like the Institute and we believe in what it does, but just because somebody is affiliated don't mean, doesn't mean that like, Hey, all these guys are, has my best interest in mind. Like for the most part, we've experienced that, you know, they do, but there's, yeah. there's an exception to that. Like, well, the, the thing that really, I mean, the illustrations, I guess, back it up, but the marketing from them, it's, it's, it's very shady, half truths. Um, promoting a lot of that, making this out to be something that it's not, sensationalizing it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just very hard to follow. Like when somebody has spoken with other people that are a part of the Institute and then they talk to us about, oh, they were explaining the policy in this way, you know, and whatnot. It's like, okay, I kind of see what they're saying, but at the end of the day, uh, that's kind of minutia in this whole deal. So why are we getting stuck on that point? Yeah. I mean, it just leads to, you know, muddy the waters for the clients. And when you hear so many different voices, I mean, like we said, you got to vet it. So it's important to have a good understanding of what this is and not just, you know, bulldoze your way into it and be like, you know, here I am and I'm going to do it this way. And they told me it's like this. And so it's like this, like listen to some other opinions. Yeah, it's it's basically like the analogy that I started out with. You know, if you're going to own something like land, you're going to understand how you want to manage it. So do your research and, you know, build up to a good foundational knowledge of what IBC is. If you want to use IBC before you go and meet with advisors, you should have this foundational knowledge. It's fine to reach out to them for resources, but build up this foundational knowledge. Then when you come to the uh, practitioner in our case, then you're ready or at least uh, headed in the right direction to be ready to get started on this. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to just take the practitioner at their word of this is how this works. This is how this aspect works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I th- I do think it's important to vet the practitioner that you're working with because if you're going to put a substantial amount of your income, you know, in policies, like you want to make sure you're doing it with the right person. But also, yeah, like, this isn't like term life insurance where we're putting minuscule amounts in. No, and we're talking about thirty dollars difference or something, you know, a month. Yeah, so we're not saying that you should go easier on guys like us. We're just saying, like in the whole, you need to look at that four hundred one k guy, the IRA guy. The cash value life insurance guy, the stock market guy, the land guy, you know, all these people that are trying to sell you assets and liabilities and things. Look at it objectively and kind of hold people to the same standard, not, you know, like, you know, this is socially accepted. So we give them a pass compared to something that's, you know, not the norm. Yeah. And if you analyze it yourself, instead of just going with, like you said, the socially accepted norm, oh, whoa that does not align with me. Why am I doing that? Yeah. And I I think, you know, I can speak for both of us, but like we have found like, it's usually the opposite of the social norm is where, you know, the growth happens and where the good things happen, whether that's finance, diet, fitness, you know, or just thought. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, how much thought 
And, you know, the farming community is just negative, negative, negative. Negative thoughts, yeah. I mean, it is just like, get it off of me. I mean, just like, oh, it... If it rained, it didn't rain enough or, uh, you know, it's, it's been dry for too long. It won't rain now. And Or what about health? I mean, we spent the last two years telling people that we need to put stuff in our body that, well, what if we were just like healthier? Like, what if we ate better? What if we exercised? What if we tried to get off all these drugs and stuff? Like, what would that look like? What if we, you know, ate whole foods? What if, you know, took dependence off of the medical establishment? You know, it's kind of what the IBC, like. What if we took, you know, took it away from the financial institutions, the banks, the... Um, so what you're talking about is giving control back to somebody. Yes, control at the you and me level, which is what Nelson Nash talked about, which is what we miss so much in this society. And I mean, look at how we're going. I mean, you can tell that that's probably not the right route to, gi- yeah. to give it up to the, the corporations and the special interest groups and the governments. And it's like we talk about all the time, like, we're dependent on these things because we don't have money, you know, to do this or that. You know, we talk about building capital all the time and, you know, building social capital with other people. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's really like a lot of the same thought process. It's, it's pretty interesting when you start going down that path. Well, it is. I mean, and it's kind of a rabbit hole too. I mean, you start at one thing like, okay, well, I'm getting... I'm either not getting the whole story or getting lied to about this. So what else am I not getting the whole story on or getting lied to? And I mean, you just keep following down that hole and it's like, okay, yeah, it's, it's health, it's money, it's, um, anything along those lines. I mean, just, (laughs) I don't know. I guess you all have to, everybody has to find it for themselves, but yeah, you can't take somebody else's word for it. I mean, hopefully it intrigues you enough to, to go and look at it though. Definitely. So, anyways, um, yeah, make conscious decisions with your assets, with your health, with everything in your life. Don't just be a robot. Definitely. And I think that's, you know, a good way to end this podcast. And if you guys have any questions on cash value life insurance, you want us to look at an illustration or something you've been presented with, reach out to us and we'd be happy to do that. And if you have any questions, there's emails in the show notes and you can send them our way. Okay. Tune in next week, guys. We'll talk to you then. This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.